stated in my last episode regarding the beginner's guide to making homemade soap that I am not a professional by any means. I'm still learning and making mistakes as I go. Trust me, I can be a nervous wreck every time I unmold a batch of soap because so many things can go wrong with the temperatures. You know, like when you're making a bread dough, um, the temp inside the kitchen, along with humidity in the air, it affects how the yeast reacts and therefore it affects how your dough is going to rise. Well, for those of you who are still learning as well, I wanted to share an amazing technique that I stumbled upon after experiencing something in soap making called alien brain. You see, alien brain is the term used to describe the annoying texture that forms on the outside of the soap when it gets too hot. Let's just say it's the opposite of silky smooth. Now, when making soap, the goal is to have it at this precise temperature so that it doesn't get the weird lines, you know, bubbles, or alien brain textures. In my previous episode, I gave the instructions for heating your lye solution and oils to within 10 degrees difference of each other and both between 120 and 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh well, I've discovered that there's actually a simpler or more consistent way of mixing the oils called heat transfer or also known as room temperature mixing. And it has been a game changer. So much so that I wanted to share with you all because even though I've read countless books, blog posts, etc. from all the different professionals out there, I had never heard of this skill. It's it's not talked about. It's like the hidden secret in cold process soap making that nobody even references. You know the saying, necessity is the mother of all inventions? Well, this was true in my case. How it all started is, I had accidentally mixed my lye solution first before double checking that I had enough of the rest of my ingredients to mix the batch of soap. I had everything except the needed peppermint oil. And I remembered reading that people make their lye solution in advance and just leave it inside a sealed jar until they're ready to mix with their oils. But I had never really, you know, followed through with that. It was just this one little uh, memory in the back of my head that I had glanced over at one point. So I got online and started researching how to do this so I could understand the process better. Because, of course, I am not going to throw away my lye solution. I'm not going to waste um, ingredients. I found a soaping forum where someone had asked this exact question. With more digging, I found a blog post of a longtime soap maker, she's been making soaps for decades, who explained what heat transfer or room temp mixing was all about. You know the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? This is so true for many people who don't want to admit that there is a better or easier way of doing things just because it goes against what they're used to doing. For this soaper who's been making cold process soaps for such a long time and, you know, as a staunch believer in making it tra the traditional way with the temperature regulation, for her to admit she had changed to the heat transfer method because it's better, that just speaks volumes. After trying out the method with several different recipes, you know, some that had more hard oils, you know, like the coconut oil, cocoa butter versus the liquid oils, I wanted to see, does it matter the different ratios? I have also come to the conclusion that this is the way to go. Seriously. Since changing over to this mixing method, all my soaps have turned out perfectly. No more hit or miss on texture or gelling. So here's how it works. First thing you've got to do is scratch everything you've ever heard about heating oils in lye solution. <laughs> First thing, measure out your hard oils in a large mixing bowl. 
The second, measure out your liquid oils separately in another bowl. Now, if adding any dry ingredients that you would normally add to, um, you know, all the melted oils together before adding the lye solution, at this point, go ahead and mix them with the liquid oils and just set them aside. Step three, measure out your essential oils into a small dish and set that aside. Step four, measure out room temp water. And here's the thing, no more having to use cold water or ice cubes or anything like that. Uh Uh-uh, room temp water. And then measure out your lye in a small bowl before mixing with your water. Now remember, I, I will emphasize here, always, always add the lye to the water, never the opposite. That's one thing that stays consistent across the board. Any type of lye soap you're making, always mix the lye to the water. Step six is going to be pour the lye solution over the hard oils and gently break up the chunks using your utensil of choice. You know, FYI here, I've discovered that if using cocoa butter or shea butter along with coconut oil, you can actually reverse the order and add the hardest oil first to the lye solution, working your way backward to adding the softest last. This way, all the solid oils break down quickly. You know how cocoa butter just takes a lot longer to um, melt versus coconut oil, which it starts melting once it passes 72 degrees um, really, really fast. So keep that in mind that certain solids are going to dissolve faster based upon their heating point. And of course, this is where it gets its name, heat transfer. Since you're using the 180 to 200 degree temp of the lye solution to melt the hard oils. It's so simple. Why it's also known as room temp mixing is because none of the oils have to be heated to the 120 to 130 degrees. You could use your room temp lye solution that was mixed days in advance and mix it directly to your room temp oils. Step seven, after all your hard oils have been melted, add the liquid oils to this bowl and begin to blend using your stick blender. Step eight, after reaching a light trace, add essential oils and mix a few more seconds until you reach a light to medium trace. You know, the lighter trace is better for pouring into molds with individual cavities. Um, If you're doing something that's more of a loaf mold or an open, uh, you know, like a box, just whatever, yeah, you can let it get thicker. It's not going to be hard to pour it into those shaped molds. But things that have more detail or smaller cavities, you want it to be more on the lighter side trace. Step nine, pour into your mold cover with plastic wrap or a large piece of cardboard. And then step 10 would be to insulate with heavy towels and let set overnight. Keep in mind, if you're making a milk soap, you know, anything that's got goat milk, buttermilk, sheep milk, anything like that, you want to place that immediately inside the refrigerator since you don't want it to heat. That's the goal there. You do not want it to heat up. So milk soaps go straight into your fridge. And Another tip here is to help promote a gel phase in your non-milk soaps. You can place a heating pad set on low under your mold for about 30 minutes. Just don't forget to turn it off after the 30 minutes so it doesn't cause the soap to get too hot and, you know, give you the dreaded alien brains or some other weird outcome that your soap's just not going to look perfect. So my final thoughts on this is, you know, the pros versus the cons. Pros. You know, no need to purchase a thermometer. There's no more constant temperature readings, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, making sure that it, that both the lye solution and your oils are within 10 degrees of each other and both of them are between 120, 130. No more of that. 
It's easier to get the oils in the exact range of temperature because you're using the heat transfer or the straight up room temp mixing. It's, you know, it, it's done. No more waiting to get everything within the desired temp range. Um, you know, different recipes all come out the same without variances. No longer require heating the oils inside the microwave or a water bath on the stove, which saves time and it can save dishes. Your soap batter reaches trace much faster, which keeps uh, your stick blender from getting too hot. <laughs> For me, I have certain uh, recipes that with the oils or fats I'm using, when they heat it up, they just don't like to reach trace. And I can keep blending and blending and blending. Now, I'm careful to make sure that the motor doesn't burn out on my stick blender by letting it rest, but it still gets hot to the point where the stick blender itself will start to feel like it's burning the palm of my hand just because you have to use it so long. So all of that, that's a pro. It, it doesn't happen when you're using the heat transfer or room temp mixing. That is not even an issue at all. You are not going to burn out a stick blender or burn your hand using it. Now the cons to this, just one, you have to wash an extra bowl. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Just one con, one extra dirty bowl from having to separate your oils. My friend was telling me the story just a few weeks ago of how she went to visit the new Buff City soap company that opened up in the city close by us. And she said that when you, you walk into the store, you can watch them mixing up the soaps. And she said she was floored because she saw them pouring the lye solution straight over the hard oils. And I just, I bust out laughing because it, it wasn't too long ago that I had just learned about this. I'm like, oh, they're using heat transfer, you know, room temp mixing technique. I'm like, oh, so even the professionals, they are using this technique. And it's something you just do not hear about very frequently in soap making. It's just, it's like the hidden secret, you know, the <laughs> skeleton in the closet type thing. I hope this episode is a help to you out there. You know, um, for episodes to come, just like and subscribe to our YouTube or podcast channels to follow us on our journey at www.thecanardhomestead.com. But until next time, God bless. Mm-hmm.